So yesterday, Baruch Hashem, uh, David Sackett did such an amazing job saying over the stories that we uh, said yesterday, but today is not going to be story day, today is going to be Amkis day. So Baruch Hashem, you'll be able to also say over the deep, deep stuff that we're going to learn in the next couple of days, which is basically, thank you, Baruch Atah, we're basically going to be learning the next couple of Vadim, the Mesilas Yeshorim's Mahaloch, how to overcome your desires. So it's very important. Because we all have desires, and our desires take us places that we don't want to be. Now, even though the Mesilas Yeshorim is dealing more with the desire, which is not necessarily Asur. Remember, we are learning Precious. Precious is talking about a tzaddik who wants to become a hasid. Tzaddik means he keeps the whole Shulchan Aruch. He keeps the Torah completely. But he wants to go above and beyond. That means he wants to not use the world and the pleasures of the world even when it's mutter and halacha. Right? So he's dealing with working on desires on a different playing field. However, the fundamentals that the Mesil Sisharim says is going to be extremely important for us on our level where our desires usually bring us to places which are asur. Okay? So we need to really, really get this sugya clear. Because the biggest problem in the world that we have is that we don't have the tools to fight our desires and our impulses. We don't have the tools. Why? Because we know the rule is, We can't logically fight against the desires. Because desires are so strong and so powerful that they have an influence on the mind, right? So if a person wants to do something so badly, wants to do something, right? His seichel is now working for his desire, and his seichel, okay, is going to, so to speak, capture his intellect, and his intellect is now going to figure out how to get what he wants. The intellect is not going to be able to win the desire. It's called haratzon, the desire. Yashpia has a tremendous influence, Allah seichel, on the brain, okay? So therefore, being that that's the case, what's the keli we have once the urge is there, once the desires are there? How do we win desires? How is it possible to win desires? So if this series that we're going to be doing, it's really Perak Tezvav, uh, which is the entire Perak of Masil Zesharim to teach you how to work on your desires, is extremely fundamental and extremely deep. Okay? So let's try to work it and get it. It's deep. So, I'm going to give you the general overview that it seems that the Masil Zasharim is telling us. I'm going to try to bring out the Oymik. Then we'll go into the Pratim. You know what Pratim is, David? Pratim is the details. But first we want to get his game plan. The Masil Zasharim's general game plan, as we come to the end. The Masil Zasharim's general game plan is what we need to get, okay? So let's read a little bit without getting too technical on all the nuances. 
just to see the overview of the Mesil Sharm's move. Okay, so everybody look inside, pass Mesil Sharm to those that need, because it's important that you see what he's doing over here. Okay, so we are in the beginning of Perek Tetvav, in the beginning of the 15th Perek of Mesilah Yishari. And he says like this, the, the most efficient way of acquiring precious, okay? So for our purposes, for us guys, myself included purposes, it's how do we control our desires on the low level that we're on. Same fundamentals, okay? So everybody who wants to control their desires should pay attention, Okay. Does anybody know what Yistakel HaOdom means? Yistaklus. Does anybody know what Yistaklus means? Yistaklus means, it, it means in, 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 in a, to analyze. So, but over here it doesn't mean to analyze and gaze with your eyes. It means to analyze with your mind. Okay? Yistakel means is you can see something in passing. That's Re'i, I see. Right? But if let's say I want to like see clear like the design on this wall, how they made it, what they did, like I hyper focus on it and I analyze it and I look into it and I'm and I'm uh, disappointed in it, right? So over here, histoclus means a person has to have deep analysis because it's the histoclus of the brain, not the histoclus of the eye. So when you look into something with your mind, it's called your mind's eye. You have a way of looking into. That's called histaklus. Okay, so histakel adam, a person has to think deeply. Begreus tainu ha'olam How grace? Anybody have a good word for grace? Grace means like how garua. Garua is bad. Not really degrading, but how bad it actually is. Okay, how bad, detrimental maybe. It in itself is a bad thing. I need a better English word, but maybe we'll come on, we'll come up. What? There's nothing coming. We need him. Yeah. <laughs> All right? For one who derives pleasure from this world in itself, that means, if let's say, now to us this is a chiddush, and that's why I'm not going into the pratim today. To us this is a chiddush. If I would tell you that like it's a very low, disgusting thing, to go out to eat for the purpose of having fun and pleasure. You look at me like I'm a retard, right? That's mamish like what we do for a living, you know? And the Messiah is showing him saying, it's garua. It's low. It's wrong. It's not good. So obviously that's the subject. I'm not going into that. That, that will go into what he's saying, the pratim. But I want you to see his general approach. And we're going to challenge the general approach of the Messiah Zacharim and try to learn how to live in life and grow. Okay? That is very important, these values. And you have to come one after the next because it's like a growing, deep sugya. You got it, Morris Levy? <laughs> okay. Now, she's stacking And it's lowness, intrinsic lowness. Okay? And then second analysis has to be how they lead you to bad things. So it's a double analysis. It's an analysis that in and itself is a low thing. 
And the second step is how it brings you to bad things. Okay? That's what he says. We're not going to do that yet. I just want to show you the approach here. So here's the key word. This is the point. Now this is going to open up the point. The Masil Sashoram says, a very deep point. Because basically, for the next paragraph, this entire paragraph, the, the, the Masil Sashoram is basically going to say, the way you fight Taiva is by using your Seichel and understanding how bad it is, right? So let's say you have a person, for example, okay? Let's say you have a person who takes drugs, right? So Mr. Sharm is telling you to sit down with the guy and explain him how bad this thing is to the point where he loses interest in doing the thing. That's the mob. Now that's a chiddush to us. It's a big chiddush to us. Because we know a lot of things are dangerous and bad and this and that, we do them anyway. So what exactly is the Masil Sashram saying? This is a very deep thing. Because he goes on and on. And he says, when you see it, when you get it clear, when you understand it, you'll, you'll be disgusted by it. You won't be interested in it anymore. So, that's a funny thing. Masil Sashram is like, I have a natural desire for something, right? I have a natural desire. It means, how do we look at it? The pleasure is what's pulling me, right? The pleasure is what's pulling me, right? That's the point. The Messiah Hashem says, no. It's not the pleasure that's pulling you. There's something else that's pulling you, and if you could work with that with your mind, then the pleasure itself won't pull you. What, what's he trying to say? It's a very deep Messiah Hashem. And the key words that the Messiah Hashem says is as follows. If we go to these words... He says, Kihine, these are the words. I want you to see these words, I'm going to bring out the Amkis. What pulls a person naturally towards pleasure, which makes it virtually impossible. You have to have so much strength and energy to fight your desires, who pitu yainayim, haniftim b'mare advar ma'asher toiv v'arev elochayim. Pitu. Here's the answer to the riddle. Pitu. What is this thing? Pitu. Okay, guys, I want you to get this clear. Again, there's natural desire. To win natural desire is not so hard. To have self-control against natural desire is not that complicated. The reason why you can't fight your natural desire is because there's a second thing going on. That's called pitoy. Okay, I'll give you a muscle of pitoy. Okay? You go into the suit store to buy a suit. Once upon a time, uh, there used to be a thing called a suit store, and then you went to buy the suit. Okay? Now, so now the salesman in the suit store wants you to buy... The suit that costs $1,000. He doesn't want you to buy the suit that costs $500. Because then he only makes a certain amount of money. But if he gets you to buy the suit that costs $1,000, he makes more profit. Correct? So he has a lot of negis that you wear that suit. Correct? 
but he's a salesman. So he has to start talking to your lave, to your heart, to get your hergation, right? And then you're standing there and the guy's like, wow. You know, first says, just try it on. You don't have to buy it. Just try it on, that's all. So you put it on, and then he says, ah, wow, 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 what you look like, so handsome, right? Everybody in the shul is going to notice you when you come in, right? So now the guy is like, you have, no, you have no reason to believe him, but you buy stocks in what he's saying in two seconds, right? What did he do? He played on what we call a dimyan. He played on what we call a fantasy. In the world of fantasy, we don't live in reality. He starts to develop in front of your uh, mind's eye certain tziurim. That's why many say that yetzer ara, yetzer comes from the word tziur, images. He puts in front of your head like an image of how you're going to look like when you walk into the shul tonight. Huh? And Bob's gonna go, uh-huh. Oh, nice. Ganz good. Ganz good. You know? And then all these images are playing in front of your eyes. And now you're feeling them like reality. At that point, your brain is shut down. You don't have a brain. So, now the HR was able to activate your desires. Okay, dimyan, taking you out of reality, then it gets the hergish, boom, strong. At that point, your seichel is captive to your yourself. You got it? So it's a two-step process. You understand that? Pitu Physical desire, pitu it's called, it's or dimyan. Like, it's like dimyan. Yeah. So again, it's a two-step process. Nobody in the world will fall to his desires if his mind is clear. If he doesn't allow himself to get pitui. The minute he allows himself to get pitui, that's when he is done. So let's say a kid, he wants to become a millionaire, multi-millionaire, mogul. Right? Why does he want that? Because he has chemda samamin. I also have chemda samamin. Everybody has chemdes hamomen, you know? So why does one person's chemdes hamomen pull him out of the Besvedrish and take him into a world of trying to pursue his money? And why is the next person not? And the answer is because the kohadimyan. That means the Yetzirah uses images. False, because in dimyan everything can be false, right? Like the Rambam says, you can imagine, this is before airplanes were, were around. The Rambam says, you see a boat traveling in the sea, and then you look up and you see a bird flapping its wings flying, and then you can imagine in your mind the boat having wings and flying in the sky. So that's a creation of your imagination, which is doesn't have to be based on true reality. Okay? Dimyan is not confined by rules of logic. It's free. Adam Chofshi bin Dimyoinoi, Rabbi Shalom says. He's free in his dimyon. And that's a very, very amazing thing. Because once my dimyon freed me from my seichel, and it brought me into a world with siurim, dimyon is a very powerful thing. 
There's something in therapy called Dimyon Mudrach, which I'm not going to give you a whole schmooze on it today. Guided imagery, where a person could use Dimyon to help him in therapy. That's how powerful the thing is. There are parts of Dimyon which is very important and needed. The Nevi'im use Dimyon for prophecy. I'm not going to go give you now a, like a six-week course on Dimyon. But... There's a dangerous dimyon and there's a good dimyon. We're right now talking about the dangerous one. The dangerous dimyon says, the first thing your dimyon has to tell you is that you will live forever or you will not die and you will not go to Gehenna and you will not stand in front of Hashem for the deeds that you do. You're a free man. You see, dimyon has to give you that. You can't go after your tithes if you know that you're not a free man. You understand? If a person would know clearly that his boss will fire him if he's going to do X, Y, and Z, even if he has a desire to do X, Y, and Z, he's not doing it. Because you have control. Your desires itself will not push you to do things that, that, that are dangerous or detrimental to you. You could have them in check. This first step the Yetzirah has to do to you is bring you into a place that's a lack of reality. But the way that he has to bring you to lack of reality is not so simple. He has to make a dimion. So I, as a kid, right, I want to be, uh, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to live a stress-free life. I want to be able to do what I want to do without having issues, right? I want to have friends. I want to have success. Everybody wants that, right? Everybody wants that. But in reality, to get that, you have to work very hard, right? And you have to work on your meters, etc., right? But I show you a mogul, okay? The guy, he has a driver. The guy's looking, you know, driving a nice car, beautiful home, maids. Everybody looks great. The house is clean. The wife is dressed up. People are coming to him, asking him, right, you see that, that's siyur, you see that siyur of what wealth is? So in my dimion, in my imagination, in my fantasy, what I created, I did copy-paste from a few little things, right? I did the boat on the ocean and the guy flapping his wings. I put it together and I built a certain siyur in front of my eyes that this is the siyur of the ultimate happiness and success, and geschmack in life, right? Once I did that, it activates my taiva, which I always had to be rich for money, and it unleashed it, and then I no longer can control it. Like Rabbi Shosalanta says, your seichel drowns in your dimyan. You can't win it. Even though what the Yetzar just put in front of your mind's eye was absolute lack of reality. Everybody knows that. The most stressful life is to be rich. The most. And the most difficult life to be happy is to be rich. You have to be a really big Baal Bitochen and, and, and Baal Emune and Baal Heshkofa. You have to work on yourself to be happy when you're wealthy. It's not so simple to be happy when you're wealthy. For many, many cheshbonis. But that's taking a realistic look at it. You follow? Realistic look. But I can't take that realistic look while I'm under the influence of the dimyon, which is mafate the lave. That's what he's saying.
You understand? This is step one of the process. The step one of the process of not falling for your taivas is living with reality. In such a strong way that the Yitzhahara cannot make pitui. And this is one of the main, main things of Shmir Senayim. Shmir Senayim, we always think Shmir Senayim is like Arayas. That's not Shmir Senayim. Shmir Senayim for Taiva Salam Hazat too is Shmir Senayim. There's a Shlaw, he brings it down, Rabdan brings down a Shlaw. Oma Chochom. And Choytzitz Mepnei Ataiva, there is no greater, uh, Mechitza between you and your desires. Ka'atzimas Enayim, like watching your eyes. What's the Lomdis though? What's the lumdus? Because when I see things in a very superficial way, my dimyan comes in and starts to put things together and creates a false reality which opens up my desires. Like what goes on in like the cell phones, you know, with the with the chats and all these things, right? So meanwhile, this guy could probably have like the worst shalom bias you've ever seen in your life, right? And then he goes out to a restaurant with his wife, and they smile in front of the camera, and they have their food there, and they go like this, you know? And then everybody watches and says, wow, I'm so jealous of that marriage. Wow, these guys are really living it up. And me and my wife, you know, what do we do? We do laundry and whatever. <laughs> Boring life. Look at them, they're having so much fun. We stay, they're posting pictures on their, their, their thing of their vacations and their food eating and their whatever and their shopping and they look like their life is unbelievable, right? What they do, they took little snips of moments that they posed for. Post for that. And, and little snippets. And they pasted it together and they created a tziur. They created a picture. They created a, a movie. A false thing which you created a reality by you and now it begins to open up your feelings. That's why you gotta watch those eyes. So when this poiger over here puts this mansion of, I don't know what, next destination. It's the next destination to Gehenna. What next destination? What he's doing as a businessman is basically fooling people. That's what he's doing. He's using the weakness of human being. That's what he's doing. You just know, you're manipulating people. You have to know what you're doing. Right? You take the human, you take the, the, Weakness of a human being, that that seer creates in his dimension that this is life. Ah, this is happiness. This, this, this is it. Then he has a taiva. He always had a taiva. It unleashed the taiva. And then you sap him for five grand. <laughs> you could quick pay me. It's really quick, cause then you can't back out. Transactions like, Push the button and zeit gesund. You understand? <laughs> Beautiful idea. You are a manipulator. Just know that. You are playing on people's dimyan, activating their typhus, and then saffing them for the hard-earned money that they got. Very nice. You're a nice guy. I don't want to hang out with you no more. It's not so easy to manipulate people. It's very easy. Everybody. We're all manipulated. By all the, 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 the money and the cars and the clothing. That's not, again, you're not listening. Taiva, we all have Taiva. I have the same Taiva that you have. We're built with Taiva. 
human being has to have taiva. If he doesn't have taiva, he's, uh, he's like a piece of rock. You know, we all got taiva. Taiva is like part of our reality, and we'll talk about that more as we go through the series to understand that. But the difference is, who was tricked? Who was manipulated? Who was fooled? Who was taught what a false life is thinking that it's real life? Who was convinced that there's no such thing as din v'cheshben for Yahweh's? You understand? But it's not the type of our eyes that makes you look at the phone. First, he has to make dimyon. Part of that dimyon is that there is no God that sees what you're doing. And there is no retribution for your actions. And you know, there's a lot that goes into dimyon, but we'll continue. We have to stop here. It's late, but that, we'll continue this up.